name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 121. And before we get started, just real quick, happy birthday to one of our patrons. Happy birthday, Lanessa. Happy birthday, Lanessa. We hope you have a wonderful day and also uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, this is our last episode before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. And also, we are going to talk about Rare Exports. This is a Finnish film, and holy shit, am I excited to talk about this fucking movie. Yes. Okay. I had no idea what the fuck we were getting into. I had no idea where this movie came from. You told me to watch Rare Exports, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But okay. <laughs> so I don't know where this came from, but I'm so excited that we watched it because, oh my God, this might be my favorite movie we've watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I am going to watch this again at least once this week, like for Christmas, because mm-hmm. this is by far my favorite Christmas horror movie, I think yeah like wow no i totally agree this one was amazing spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) right so so good and just another testament to what you can really miss out on if you don't venture into foreign horror because Mm -hmm. wow this was a just just such an adventure and, you know, speaking of, like, foreign horror, there might be, like, a series or something coming up that I just might want to stay tuned for. Like, if you were just considering stopping listening to us for whatever reason, like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> but Rare, ex- ex- rare Exports, rare exports <laughs> A Christmas Tale is the full title of this film. And it is a 2010 Finnish film about people living near a mountain and it is all about Santa Claus and it's kind of a Krampus thing a Krampus deal but it is Mm -hmm. actually about the original tale of Santa Claus and Santa Claus is a spooky ass dude okay exactly like this is not the holly jolly Saint Nicholas son of a bitch like this guy (laughs) is fucking scary and Rare Exports Incorporated is actually, there is a, apparently another film in this family, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, That's just something that I was reading up on, but there is a British research team in the beginning of this film and they are looking for something in this mountain. And of course they're going to fuck all all this shit up. You just don't like go drilling into a mountain that far when you're looking for something, you know? and not to fuck shit up this is like a very (laughs) like telltale like you're gonna ruin everything you know right it's like raiders of the lost ark like what are you guys digging up that's going to destroy the world Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and the fell is like supposed to be the home of this basically this it's kind of like Finnish folklore that helped to shape like santa claus basically and there is our main character is this little boy and his name is Pitari, I think. Is that his? Yeah. Pitari. Yeah. And in the beginning, Pitari and his friend Juso, Yuso, Yuso. I'm sorry. These are foreign. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But they are kind of spying. They went up to the mountain. It's not like a 14 or anything, but you know, it's, it's, pretty big mountain but they are it's enough for them to go up and kind of spy on what's going on and in the very beginning the head of this operation is 
really excited for what he's going to find. And it's been like his childhood dream to find whatever's in this mountain. And he's giving out very specific safety instructions to everyone here. They can't curse. They can't like do very weird things. They have to be very nice to each other. They, it, it's just very weird. Like somebody says shit and he freaks out mm-hmm. on them. Like, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you have to be nice instead of naughty, you know? Exactly. Things. But basically, they do find something, and that's when they start getting out the dynamite and everything. So he has found what he's looking for, and he gets very excited. And he, it's an, it's a burial mound, and it is imprisoning something. Mm-hmm. And the boys are watching the team started to excavate this and they're eavesdropping on these discussions and then they start fighting about whether Santa Claus is real and clearly our main character here he's a little bit younger than Yuso is he's really the only one that believes in Santa like there aren't any other kids that we get to meet in this until much much later and we still don't even really get to meet them yeah we just know of their existence right but he doesn't believe in the regular santa that all kids or most kids believe in he believes in a darker santa yeah he basically believes in the santa that is punishing children so if you go all the way back to our haunted happy hour from last year about you know we talked about krampus and everything he believes in something similar to that the one that is like boiling kids and Mm -hmm beating the shit out of kids like he does not like santa he's terrified of santa and he's trying to stay awake all night and watch the outside of his window and he's got all these things rigged up so that if he does fall asleep he wakes himself up and he gets upset when he does fall asleep to the point where he's even taping his advent calendar shut for the 24th mm-hmm. like he's very like fuck santa Claus. is not coming no exactly. we are not gonna let christmas come and it's it's like kind of cute in an innocent way that he thinks that taping his advent calendar shut on the 24th is going to keep that from happening. But it's also like really sad. Yeah. So he, and he, it's also interesting that he had all these books about Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. but he also sees this one specific one that he's like a horned being that whips misbehaving children and boils them like very specifically. That's what, this particular one believes and that's what he believes this version yeah. of Santa Claus is. And that's when he starts putting stuff on his butt so that even if he is taken, he can't really get whipped. Yep. He starts taping cardboard and stuff to him and putting on yep. a helmet. Like every day. <laughs> he's like, you might take me, but if you beat me, I'm hurt that bad. <laughs> exactly. I am ready for this. So this little village, it's a very, very remote, very, very rural, basically town that they live in, but it feels very villagey. Yeah. It actually reminded me a lot of the white reindeer when we get to the the reindeer part, the hunting of them. It did. Yes. And that's actually the next, exactly the next thing I was going to talk about. They every year do this reindeer hunt. They wait for them. They have this big electric, basically corral fence that they get them into so that they can slaughter them for meat every year and they sell them. And that's basically what keeps them going every year. 
They mm-hmm. do this one big thing and they split it all between the few families that live here is what it seemed like. They didn't outright say that. That's what they did. But that's right. You know, they were all there doing it. So, yeah, they were all talking about like, we need this for the year. And you can definitely tell that his father's not doing great. He lost in- his mother. Yeah. She died. So it's just yeah. the two of them. Their little family's not doing too great right now. Yeah. And they really, really need this. They need this to be a good year for the reindeer slaughter. And also this movie does have a lot of like animal butchering and stuff like that. So if that's something. His dad is a butcher. Yeah. And it clearly bothers him too. He has to close Mm -hmm. his eyes anytime he goes into his father's shop. It's. Yeah, very innocent. And that's something that's really great about this character. This is actually a very moving film. And you get very, the characterization in this movie is done so well. You get very, I don't know about you. I got very attached to this little boy. I was like <laughs> yeah. rooting for him the whole time and like his family too. But it's very, it's one of those things where, especially because he's a little boy and he's trying to tell people like, hey, Santa Claus, it's fucking Santa Claus. It's fucking... <laughs> they don't believe him. You yeah. Know? Of course they don't. And you're frustrated for this little kid because you know he's right. And yeah, but when and, they do believe him, it's great because they really everybody comes on board. You can tell this; it is such a small town that everyone knows everyone else. So mm-hmm. once they do get there, they're like, "Okay, we're ready. What do we do to take care of the situation?" And it's definitely one of those. He's he's the smallest and the meekest, and even with his friend which isn't really that great of a friend he's pushed around a lot he's not listened to he's very disregarded by his father by his friend by the other adults he is taken to the reindeer you know corral situation which we're going to finish talking about here in a second but he's definitely like stand aside move move Mm -hmm. aside and so who is watching him who's taking care of him you know that type of kid yeah and for him to come like a do a full 180 oh my god i was literally in tears when he (laughs) had this moment at the end Mm -hmm. of the movie so the character again the character this is not like krampus like the movie krampus where it's just kind of like man it's fine it's whatever like it's okay this is not that kind of film this is so much more when I say artsy, I don't mean pretentious artsy. I just mean it was, it seems like it was done with so much more love than that. Yes. Agreed. It, it was done. With it wasn't committee. done by committee. No, it was the same guy that directed it, wrote it. And so it was, it, it's just, we'll get there, but oh my God, I just, <laughs> oh, this movie. So when they go to the reindeer to bring in the reindeer, they see them coming and they get excited, but then there's one and then there's two and they're kind of little scrawny ones and then there is none and then they're like oh that's not good like this is again what this town stakes their entire livelihood for the year on right exactly your migration to them and they go to see where the reindeer are and there are none. They were slaughtered. They were eaten. There's something really wrong. And they blame it on wolves. But his dad set a trap for a wolf and there was nothing in the trap right then. And when I say trap, he dug a huge pit, filed some state like some sticks to stakes, so to points, and mm-hmm. hung a pig head over it to lure the wolf there. Nothing in that yet. 
And also, our little boy hero over here noticed that these tracks were not wolf tracks, but nobody else seemed to really notice that. Mm-hmm. So that's super suspicious. But basically, the entire herd has been killed. And so there's also... Yuso, his friend, is freaking out because, well, they're both freaking out because they cut the fence so that they could go spy on what was going on in the mountain. So essentially, it's their fault that whatever got to these reindeer got to the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Their fault that they're not going to get their their money and they could potentially starve, lose their homes. All of these horrible things come down to what these two kids did to go eavesdrop on those builders and those excavators, you know. Yep. And so, of course, Yuso, the older one, is like, you're not going to say shit. We didn't do anything. <laughs> we were never here. <laughs> exactly. And Pizari is, of course, he's riddled with guilt and he wants to confess. And also, it's not just out of the fact that he wants to be the good kid. He doesn't want to be naughty. Exactly. Naughty versus nice. Naughty kids don't just get coal in their stocking and they get <laughs> right. boiled. Like, you know, like this is not the kind of Santa that's just going to be like, oh, no presents for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're going to get boiled alive. Like, this is not our Santa Claus, you know. So... When they come back, they're, of course, horrified that there are no reindeer. And they find them all dead. And they also, they're pissed, the adults. So they're going to go up and confront the people that they believe are the reason for this. Because they think the explosions are the ones that force the wolves down. So when they go up, they see that they blew a giant hole into the mountain and they're kind of curious what they were trying to get out. And when they go up there, Tari notices that this giant hole, he's like, now he's like convinced that they pulled Santa Claus up. They're like, well, they got him. They found him. (laughs) Right. Because the story is an indigenous people trapped him in a giant glacier and buried him in the mountain because he was a, fucking evil like they were like no 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 absolutely not so their slaughterhouse has been on the brink of bankruptcy for a long time is what we find out and the attack of the wolves seems to be like it because on christmas eve his dad is literally in tears and just sends him to bed it's really sad like this movie is very emotional and that's it's much deeper than any like Christmas horror slasher Krampus like right you definitely get very emotionally invested in this family and what they're going through and then also the fact that he's still like gotta protect my butt gotta protect my head (laughs) yeah through this intense emotional like I'm going to get fucking taken by Santa Claus nobody cares about that and then also his father is going bankrupt over here there are just so many moving parts to what's happening to this family I love his father, too. He's so cute. So he's a butcher. So he's in aprons all day long with, you know, blood and stuff on him. But he comes inside and he's like making a turkey or he's baking cookies. And he's got this frilly pink apron on it. So fucking cute. He's adorable. Yeah. And they're making gingerbread. Yeah. He's trying so hard to be such a good dad and pick up the the mother side of it as well. Yeah. And they even bring up his mom and his 
he says just like mom used to make and is like so sad <laughs> yeah and you can tell oh my god dad is just freaking heartbroken mm-hmm. like bankrupt his kids terrified of something like and he's lost his wife it's just it's just so sad and then mm-hmm. on the morning of christmas eve the trap has worked pietari notices that the bait is gone and so they run out there thinking it's going to be a wolf but there is a frail naked old man trapped in it santa claus santa claus possibly (laughs) it is kind of what you would assume if you took the look of santa claus the long white beard but you took him down to be about like 80 pounds like emaciated tiny frail skinny so like maybe if you were trapped in a glacier for you know hundreds of years (laughs) Right. That's what this man looks like. And Pitari, he was told to go away. Don't look at it. Go inside. Um, You know, he basically is grounded. And because he put some reindeer traps in the fireplace. And. I mean, as he should, he almost killed his fucking dad or could have. That's true. That's true. He put like a bear trap in there. In the yeah, in the he fucking didn't. fireplace. Dad's just trying to cook something. Jesus. And he didn't tell his dad. So yeah, I'd be Jesus. The fact that he just got grounded is you know <laughs> right. Go to your room. You could have killed me with a bear trap. This is like a <laughs> world, you know. So he is terrified because he sees that there is what he thinks is Santa Claus there, and he thinks he was going to get fucking kidnapped right right he's gonna get taken by the santa claus he's like oh fuck i caught him we caught him he's in the trap he was fucking coming for me mm-hmm. and he has been terrified of christmas like as it's been approaching his fear has been getting worse and worse and worse and so his dad takes this man and assuming he's dead which is fair because he got fucking like impaled on these stakes right right takes him to his butcher shop and Pitari gets so scared. He runs away from his home and to the road and he get finds a cop and his father is also terrified. Cause now he's basically got a dead body and these, he's got a dead body that he's got to get rid of. Cause also that fucking wolf trap is illegal. Yeah. So he can't even say, Hey, he was on my land, man, because he's going to fucking go to jail. Yep. So now he's bankrupt, dead wife, fucked up kid, and now a dead body <laughs> from an illegal trap. Like, the, the, this is just not, we're just not doing good, right? No. This poor man. Yeah. And so when he sneaks out of his dad's house and goes to the, fa- like, his, you know, the cop, his dad is like, oh, fuck, what the fuck is he going to tell the cop? He's going to tell him I have a dead body. What the fuck is he going to say? Well, they go to the village where his dad hears from other villagers that things have been going missing. Like one of the one of his friends, his sacks have been stolen, not his potatoes. They left the potatoes just as potato sacks. Yeah. And freaking heaters are going missing. A stove is taken. A hairdryer. Fucking weird. Yeah. They've all gone missing. And he goes into, the little kid goes into one of his houses and finds that Yuso is gone, his friend. And there was like a a straw little boy left in its place. So creepy, but so cool. Yeah. It is super creepy. And when they found the man in the pit, he also was carrying 
a boy made of straw. Mm-hmm. Maybe put in the place of Pintari, maybe. And nobody gives a shit. They're like, ah, he's probably just in town, blah, blah, blah. Like, your kid just isn't there and left a sack there and nobody cares. I know, right? That Like, that fucking creepy-ass doll is not freaking anybody else out? Are you kidding me? Nobody saw this kid make this straw doll. Right? Is he no. artistic that way? Has he done these things before? No. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. We freak out about the kid a little bit. Even if it's not Santa, like, what creep is wandering around town doing this? Like, what kid is just gonna, like, put that in his bed on, like, Christmas Eve day and fuck off to town? Instead of presents, things like that. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, or just steal a bunch of heaters as a Right. You know? Like, that's fucking weird. A dull town. Dull town. Yeah. So one of his friends back in the, they bring that friend back with a sack and the skinny old man. And he has an American passport. This man does. Oh, really quick. Yeah. Just because we're talking about it. The only piece of trivia I have, or at least that IMDb had was the passport number in there is 314159265, which are the first several digits of pi. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you're going to use a number that has to be fake. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they come back and the man is on the table. And while he and their friends discuss their plans, Pitari is calling all his friends and they have all gone missing. So creepy. Yep. And then one of the guys is eating a gingerbread and the man's nose starts moving when he smells gingerbread and that's how we know he's not dead and when he's teasing the old man with gingerbread the man fucking bites his ear but like almost bites off his ear to that level and then he comes out to ask the other two men to come in and see what happened and then Pitari comes out and he's getting so terrified because now all of his friends are missing. He knows he's right. He, there's no doubt in this kid's mind. There's no adult that can convince him that he is wrong about this. It's like all his fucking friends have gone missing. He saw that man come with a straw boy to put in his place. Mm-hmm. And he saw Yuso's bed with a straw boy in its place. Like, yep. what the fuck would you think? So he asked his father to spank him for his bad deeds. Like, and he says that he's the one that fucks up the fence. And he says that the children's bad deeds might have caused Santa to take them away. But he, I'd never get to that because they basically come out and say that y'all need to see this again. And he's the man is strong enough to break a metal bar, bite the guy's ear off. Now, one of them is able to speak English. And the old man twitches not only at gingerbread, but also at children. Like, mm-hmm. smells them. Yeah. And they have to defend Pitari from being harmed by this man. And then they really start to believe Pitari that this man is Santa Claus. This is when they like, cause they tie him up and they start just like eating gingerbread in front of him. Which I love. That's like one of my favorite scenes with the men just sitting there like, what the fuck do we do next? As he's dangling above them with chains, totally naked. And they're all just sitting there passing the plate of gingerbread around. Like, just staring at him. Like, (laughs) so we have Santa Claus here. (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) Because the adults are just trying to grapple with the fact that um, 
Santa's real? That's just fucking Santa Claus. Because they, thought, <laughs> they didn't believe him, but then he started doing these superhuman things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they just were like, oh, yeah, this is Santa Claus. He started doing crazy, insane shit. Like, right. supernatural shit. And then they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, all of the people on the mountain disappeared and they wanted this. This is what they wanted. They wanted Santa Claus. Got it. Okay. And they are starting to put that together. So then they decide to put him in a Santa Claus costume because one of the men actually went around the village as Santa Claus. And so they decide to put him in the Santa costume and message the Americans that they have found Santa Claus. And so they're going to trade him for the amount that the reindeer would have given them to make up for their loss, which makes sense, you know, hold Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, for ransom. <laughs> and they take the man in the cage to an airbase where they meet the man that we saw in the beginning that was kind of the head of the operation. And he goes up to that man. And they also, one of the biggest reasons they were convinced this man was Santa Claus is because they saw his eyes flash and change. Yes. So cool. Yep. And, and the, the guy that they're taking him to looks like an elf. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Except that's not what elves look like in this. Exactly. Yeah. Because the man that we're bringing him to comes up to the Santa, looks at him, sees his eyes flash, and he's like, okay, everybody needs to back away right now. <laughs> Don't cuss. Don't yell. Drop your weapons. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and they're, you know, and it's also funny because there's a language barrier. So when they try to, there's a little bit of comic relief because when they try to like translate stuff, it's incorrect and it's just really yeah. funny. <laughs> but they warned that the old man is not Santa Claus, but one of the elves. So the elves look like our version of what Santa Claus looks like. They're Which tall. I think is- so cool oh my god it is the most creative ingenious thing like Mm -hmm. i was so like taken aback and i was like whoa what the fuck like it was so neat but it also makes sense like we we always go with the how does santa do all this well it makes more sense if it's multiple elves that look like what we think of a santa it totally makes sense like if if elves are just santas Santa, mm-hmm. like mall Santas, for example, when kids are like, well, that's not Santa. Well, no, but Santa has a bunch of Santas so that Santa can be in a bunch of places at once. These exactly. elves look like Santa, like they're emaciated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. They fucking look like Santa and they're, they're fucking, they're all naked, <laughs> you know, <'cause> they don't <laughs> have the clothes anymore, but they he starts like destroying these men like they kill riley and his helicopter pilot so the men and pitari the child run into this hangar and it as more elves are coming oh yeah like they're flocking to whatever's in this fucking hangar and it's really cool too because it's like they'll move and then they freeze Mm -hmm. and then they move and then they stop they're terrifying like you're not even sure if they're moving towards you until all of a sudden they're closer it's real creepy but so it's cool. Like the angels and Doctor Who, if anybody's ever seen that yeah. episode, like it gets dark and light and then they're closer. It's kind of like that, except they're in like herds, like reindeer. 
Mm-hmm. And this hanger is 24 and it looks just like the advent that Pitari taped shut. And now he has to go in. So it's very symbolic for him. Mm-hmm. It has to conquer this huge fear that he's had this whole time of Christmas. So once he opens this hanger, this is it. He's going right into Christmas. He's got to go face Santa. Now mm-hmm. when they go into this hanger. It's like boss level. Exactly. <laughs> and it fucking looks like it too. And and when we say there's like a herd of elves, dozens of them, dozens, hundreds, like maybe a hundred or two, fucking a lot. Oh yeah, there's a fuck ton of them. They're they're Santa's minions essentially. Like they're protecting. They're like bees. They're like worker bees. And exactly, they're queen bee, right? Exactly. Got to get to Santa to protect him. Exactly, because these people are going to harm Santa. And Santa's a fucking scary motherfucker. And they go in. And again, remember, the indigenous people from earlier put Santa in a fucking block of ice in a glacier. And remember, someone stole a bunch of heaters and stoves and hair dryers, right? From this Mm -hmm. whole town. They go into this hangar and they find, one, a bunch of kids in sacks crying and screaming on the ground. Which, I'm surprised it didn't catch on fire, for one. (laughs) Right? And all of these heaters and stoves and hair dryers are plugged in and facing this giant block of ice. But, oh, my God, this thing is massive. Like, so cool. Like, the size of a fucking building. Massive. Like, a big one. Yeah. And the horns. Let's talk about the horns. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, think about depictions you've seen of Krampus like Krampus the movie and his horns but think of him being the size I'm not not like the Empire State Building not like that but like but like fits in a hangar and not much room around him uh uh-huh exactly like an airplane hangar like (laughs) right this bitch is big and the only thing that's defrosted so far though are his giant horns are sticking out it's so cool looking such cool imagery yeah and they didn't have to do much to make him look terrifying to know you know when this thing defrosts all hell is yeah you don't want it to defrost like no no it it cannot defrost like (laughs) because you cannot kill that thing these elves are killing and horrible now imagine this absolute just massive airplane sized beast defrosting you know fucking a that was so cool so pitari is in there assessing the situation and they know that the elves are outside and the men the adults are just freaking out one of them finds yuso and the dad is just like clinging to his son and he's not being any help but that's also kind of fair because he's just like freaking out you know because he found his right. son and he didn't believe in any of this and now they're staring at this thing that they have to come to terms that all this is real in such a short amount of time while also trying to deal with it so you know, I understand, but also they're trying to throw these stoves and these heaters at the door to try to barricade it. And Bitari's like, y'all are fucking stupid. And he shoots a shotgun to get their attention. And he's like, okay, y'all are going to listen to me now because I've been telling you this. This kid's like eight, by the way, <laughs> right? like seven or eight or maybe nine. He's very young. He's less than 10, I would say, like barely, but you know, he's very young. And they're just like staring at him like the fuck. And he's like, y'all are going to listen to me. We're going to do my plan because this has been what I have been terrified of from the fucking get-go. So 
there is a helicopter outside that one of them just knows how to fly. But that's the only thing that I was thinking this whole time was like, okay, he just knows how to fly that, but whatever. We don't know what kind of training he had previously. It's fine. Whatever. I will give them that, you know. So they distract the elves by, he gets to the helicopter by throwing gingerbread cookies at them. They will Mm -hmm. drop their weapons, which are like axes and shit. They're like fucked up weapons. (laughs) Right. And they will drop their weapons and eat the gingerbread. Which I love. That was so fucking hilarious. It's so simple, but so smart. Like, yeah, they would, they're, that's what they, they're cookies and milk. Like, obviously Mm -hmm. they're kryptonite, you know? (laughs) So he gets in the helicopter. The other two men make a net, which Pitari climbs onto and they put the sacks of children into the nets to lure the elves to follow the children. It is just so smart. Mm-hmm. And Vitari is this awesome hero. Like literally what you see like grown ass men in action movies doing. But he's like eight or nine years old, right? Yeah. He- and some of those turns like in the helicopter, he makes like UEs sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to vomit watching it. I don't know how those kids are doing down there. Yeah, I know. And they're in fucking sacks, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Pitari is just hanging off of this net, like the outside of it by one arm. And he's got a walkie talk in the, in the other one. And they take them over to the reindeer pit because that's where they're going to corral these elves because it's electric. So they can get them all in there. And the other two men are sticking all this dynamite into Santa's block of ice. And they cut off his horns also. They're Which like, I thought was great. Put them in their truck to take. Yeah. <laughs> These are our trophies. I mean, I fucking would too. That is going up on some sort of mantle. I don't know if you have one big enough, but. The town just gets to, to keep them. Like, it's your month with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when they get to the pen, Pitari looks down and he's like, oh, the gate's closed. This is when I fucking, I didn't like sob or anything, but I got like a little tear. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> He looks down and he, you can tell he's wanted his dad's approval and he knows that he's kind of like a burden the whole time. And he looks down, he's like, the gate's closed. And he says, tell dad what I did. And he jumps onto a tower and he goes down to open the gate and he assumes that the elves are going to immediately kill him and he's going to die for this. And you're like, no, it's so heart wrenching because one, The dad's going to lose his only family member left, but this kid's bravery and self-sacrifice, and this has been his greatest fear the whole time, and he's willing to jump down and get essentially just, like, fucked by these elves. Like, like they're going to just murk him, you know, because that's their whole purpose. And he just goes, just going to jump down into the center of, like, hundreds of them. But... The timing works out to where they actually explode Santa. And once they do that, the elves have no purpose. Yep. So he doesn't get killed, thank God, because that is just (laughs) terrible. But once they detonate the explosive, they kill Santa Claus and the elves basically just stop in the reindeer pen and they can't, they can't hurt him. And now they're just aimless. They have no purpose. And this is where rare exports come in. This is the whole gig. It's so smart. And I was so happy at the end of this movie. Everyone goes home. Everyone's happy. Pitari's dad decides to start a new business with the company, actually. 
and they capture the elves and they train them to become mall Santas. Yes. Don't eat the don't eat the children. Nope. They actually like put them in this warehouse and they train them all year. They put like the kids on their laps and they like demonstrate how to be mall Santas and they export them to various locations around the world and they make millions. Which I still want to know, like, where do you go to sell Santas? Is there like a website for that? Is that the black market? I guess that's what Sub Zero <laughs> has to do because they they were the uh, commercial people. Then I have no idea. Like, <laughs> one of them, I think it says it was going to like Tanzania or something. Yeah, I have no idea. But they put these elves in these boxes, and that's one of the last thing you see is them boxing up this elf and like slapping a label on it and sending it right out. Yeah, I loved the training program where Pitari is sitting on his dad's leg and they're moving along on like this conveyor belt thing past all the Santas to show them what to do, like how to touch the child and talk to them. And they're like reprimanding the Santas and then they get their hat when they're ready to be Santa. It's great. Oh yeah. It's just like the whole time I, I didn't know what I was getting into when I was watching this movie. I decided not to look it up or look into any background. I knew when I looked it up and it said Rare Exports a Christmas tale that it was obviously a Christmas movie. And that's kind of the theme of December, right? But mm-hmm. I decided not to look anything up. I had no idea if it was domestic or foreign or what. And I am so glad that I went into it totally blind because it was such just like, I know this is going to sound super lame, but just like such a joyous experience. Like (laughs) I loved this movie so much. I told Brad, I was like, you have to watch this movie. We're going to sit down and do it again because it was so unique. The elf thing was just so cool. And Mm -hmm. Santa, even though you didn't get to see him, your imagination does the work for Mm -hmm. you. You don't need to see him for him to be terrifying and just they did such a great great job like stunning you know this and the emotional connections you made to the characters and to the film like I just cannot say enough about this movie like just loved everything about it I assume it's a five out of five for you then oh five out of five (laughs) one of my favorite films I've watched this year I think actually yeah no I totally agree yeah. Totally agree. Five out of five. This was amazing. I obviously looked it up enough to know that it was a Christmas movie and should go on this list. And I had heard a lot of great reviews on it. I didn't read them, but I just saw like high numbers and stuff. And I was like, cool, I'm also going to go in this as blind as I can. And I was also pretty happy to do that. Speaking of reviews, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90% critic consensus and a 70% audience score. So out of 12,000 audience reviews, almost 13,000. So it's very highly rated. I also wanted to mention, if you Google Rare Exports, you can watch this for free on Tubi. So if you Google it, Rare Exports will come up to your right. It'll say Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. It'll have the Rotten Tomatoes score, the IMDb score. There's a little icon that says Tubi and it says watch now free. If you click that, it will come right up. You watch it for free. You just have to deal with some ads, but you can watch this for free. And I would advise it. It's amazing. Absolutely. Especially since you don't have to pay for it. It's an hour and a half. It's not a long film. It's just... I really, especially since you don't have to pay for a streaming service, watch it (laughs) now, Christmas, watch it. it Okay. The elves are naked and it's as full frontal nudity. So I don't know if I'd watch it like with your family. (laughs) I don't want to explain that. It's not like, they're not like in your face. It's 
a little implied, but you do see some ween every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> but it's it's not something that is sexual. It's just a male body because they're naked. Like it, it's not something that is really even it it's just it's just there just just right. to let you know like i i don't want you to sit down with the fam and uh, <laughs> but there's and there is some butchering of animals so it, those are some things that i would say might bother you if that's something that you want a warning for but otherwise it's just a great really heartwarming film actually yeah a great film for our christmas week also bringing in santa and his elves and heartwarmingness yeah, actually a great family story. <laughs> right. With a great happy ending. Like literally nobody dies. Mm-hmm. So well, except for the like corporate guy, but nobody cares about him. So yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, highly recommend and you can go watch it for free, but you know what you can also do for a dollar or five dollars is join our Patreon. So if you'd like to head over to patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast, you can join our little family right over there for the new year. And if you'd like to just hang out with us on our socials, that's always free. Instagram and Facebook are the extra sisters podcast and Twitter is at the extra sisters. You can just keep up with what we're posting and when, but otherwise we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and are enjoying December as we head into 2020. Yes, Merry Christmas, you guys. And next time, Jumbie wants to be born now. Until then, stay creepy. 